This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hi everyone, this is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United, and you are listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello, my name is Derek Combs. My name is Toby Show Silva. My name is Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Hello. You alright? Alright. Oh, oh, let's have a look at the view, Max. Go on. Alright, let's see if I can turn it around. I don't even know how to work it on this. <laughs> how do you do it? I don't know, just rotate your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's it. Oh. <laughs> Right on the beach as well. So you, you, are, you, are you on your own? Are you at the bar or something? Or, or have you got your own little veranda? No, this is my, my little um, area. So, yeah. Nice. nice. Very, very nice, yeah. What's that? Have you got, have you got a 98 top on? Are you wearing an England 98 shirt? Yeah. 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 See, I, I know I the, the colour, um... me, mate. I, I just know it from the colour. <laughs> I wanted the um, Gascoigne on the back, but it's just plain this one. Ah oh, man, you can get it. You can get it. There's places you can get them off Amazon and stuff. Like get the numbers yeah. and that. And then it's just a case of finding someone with a press, I suppose. Yeah, class shirt though, I think. Oh yeah, yes. it was. I, yes. I liked it because they kind of redid it, didn't they? Recently for England, um, yeah. like it was because Foden had the hair, but like the shirt was also kind of like a bit of a throwback to that one as well. It was very, very yeah. nice, very nice. Um, lads, uh, you might have heard at the end of last week's episode there was a little bit of a teaser to a bit of a musical number. Um, and if you lads haven't heard it there, you heard it in the group chat. Um, earlier on yes. that week. Now, there has been a little bit of progression made when it comes to making that track. Uh, we're working with a rapper called Dale C.A., and we're hoping to get his bars over to us uh, ASAP. That's right, I haven't done it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, we might we might have a bit of fun with it. So uh, that, that should be a lot of fun, lads. That should be a lot of fun. Um, it's beautiful that you're both here joining us. Obviously, I'll remind people that uh, Will won't be joining us, but um, I'll, I'll kick things off properly, lads. I'll kick things off properly. Oh, great tomorrow's. How's it going? And welcome back to the Blue Army podcast. This is, of course episode 100 
am 32 and I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by two members of the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right, I'm talking about Max and Liam. Welcome back, lads. Welcome back. Are we missing Will yet? We are. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. at the uh, the League One Roundup studios, you know. <laughs> well, it's, I'm glad you brought up the League One Roundup because uh, we're going to be handing over to that in uh, just a few seconds. But first, it's time for tradition. We all know at the top of the show we have to kick things off with a laugh and a bit of a joke, which means, lads, it's time for one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army Podcast Joke of the Week. <laughs> Ah, I think he's trying to. It's the Blue Army, Army Podcast. Joke of the week. I love this joke, lads. Here we go. Let's have a go at this one. What does a Barrow fan do when he wants to high-five his friends? Does he say, high six? Clap. <laughs> <laughs> you've got it lad that's right he clapped because Barrow fans don't have any friends <laughs> <laughs> so that was the joke of the week this week lads it's uh, it's always a pleasure to do the joke of the week but when we can tie it in to something to do with Barrow it's that little bit more uh, enjoyable Liam you've already mentioned it you've mentioned the fact that you miss Wills but it is that time of the show you're on your own and it's time for the part of the show where we all get to find out what's been happening here and what's been happening there in the league. One roundup with just Liam this time. What, what, what's happening first, Liam? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's, it's, it's a big piece of uh, extremely good news for the entirety of a uh, football, not just League One. Football, which does involve, the entirety. Yeah, I, I think it is. Yeah, I think it's a big, big <laughs> positive in football in general. Coming, yeah. And that is that Joey Barton has been sacked as Bristol Rovers manager. <laughs> um, You've got something in for the Barton boys. <laughs> good riddance, honestly. Like, and and you know what? Things have gone well as soon as they have sacked him. Uh, interim coach Andrew Man Mangan. Mangin, something like that. Mm. Um, but you know, interim coach, I don't think it'll be there much longer. They haven't found a permanent replacement yet. But the uh, first game after uh, Joy Barton's second came in a 2 1 win against Northampton Town. Uh, you know, it, it seems like most people are beating Northampton at the minute with them also losing 4 0 to Derby uh, yesterday as we record this. But um, yeah, rest in peace, Joy Barton. Uh, he has left Bristol <laughs> Rovers. Thank you, Lord. And I didn't want to have to put up with him when he came to Bruton Park. Um, but yeah. <laughs> not again. Or at least not with Bristol. Not with Bristol, Interesting yeah. Interesting to well, see if he gets another, another job. Like, I don't know if he's ever done that well, really. I haven't really followed his career. but The only, while, the only time he? he's done well is get promoted with Bristol Rovers. Uh, and to, to be honest, yeah. apart from the fact I don't like him, it was probably a little bit harsh of a second. Uh, if you think about you know where they are in the league, they're nowhere near the relegation zone. And for a club like Bristol Rovers, who were quite recently promoted from League Two, I mean, yes, they might have ambitions of going higher, but it seemed a bit too soon to uh, sack him. You know, the, the turning point really was was a four-one defeat to Burton Albion, who, as we've proved, aren't that difficult to get past. 
I was very surprised he didn't go for the Gillingham job because I noticed that Gillingham sacked their manager around the same time and I assumed that that would be kind of like a bit of a shoe in for him to go to Gillingham. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hasn't happened. They've just appointed somebody else down in League Two. Um, but, you know, Joey Barton, I think he'll probably be back sooner rather than later <laughs> because he did have some success with Bristol Rovers. You know, he does have that kind of... Uh, I feel like clubs are like a manager that's got a promotion on his CV and he'll be down in League 2 or a bottom League 1 club soon, I'd imagine. He'll work again. He'll definitely work again. Or even, he might, you know, I don't know if he actually made any friends in football along the way. So I couldn't imagine him stepping in somewhere to be a number two. But Roy Keane's <laughs> done it. So, like, you know, volatile personalities that can <laughs> apparently sit under someone else's tutelage. Um, but it'd be interesting to see where he goes after that because it's not the last we've heard of Joey Barton, is it? No, just hopefully not for a long time in League One. No. New Wrexham manager. <laughs> 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 That'll be the next thing. That'll be the next thing. Have you got anything else for us, Liam? That's all. That's 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 it. It's just a good bit of uh, feel-good news for the League One roundup this week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it, 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 it meant a lot to you anyway. So I'm not surprised it took up your whole segment. And uh, I mean, at least we got to find out a little bit of what's been happening here and what's been happening there in the league one roundup. With just Liam this week, Will is inbound. Don't worry, he's back next week, so it'll be a bit more fleshed out next week, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, it's time where we go from one segment to the next, and unfortunately, it's just the one time I couldn't think of a rhyme. Oh, sorry, Max. But it's <laughs> time for Max's, Max's million, million pound idea. <laughs> what have you got for us this week, Max? <laughs> Uh, well, this week I've got a couple of different things. I had three um, ones that sort of stood out um, when I put the Instagram post out. Um, one of them was just, again, toilet-related. Obviously, we're, we're used to them at this point. Um, there's an, there was another one saying, um, from Nigel saying, um, screening the away games in the club hospitality areas. Um, but then there was... I think someone else commented, um, you know, the three p- three p.m. blackout might be the reason why that's not happening. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It literally so is. I... It literally is, isn't it? It's just on an international break, yeah. they might be able to get away with it, which would still make the club a lot of money. Like if yeah, you would, if you yeah. did like Carlisle versus someone in May or April, and the sun came out, and you let people like get some deck chairs and some blankets and sit on the pitch and watch it on a big screen or something. You'd, yeah, you'd mop exactly. up, like You get a few thousand that'll turn up for something like, like that because you can bring everyone kids. It's one of them other... It's, it's just another argument sort of against the 3pm blackout, isn't it? I know yeah. a lot of the bigger clubs are against it. Um, and, the, and obviously, it hurts the Premier League financially. Um, so, yeah, I, to be fair, I'm not really a massive fan of it, really. No. But they did actually do it last season for the playoffs and uh, I yeah. think they definitely did it for the Sutton game because I don't think that was a free free clock kickoff but they have opened up the sort of like um behind the paddock you know some of the, some of the bars behind there to scream uh, to screen live games at times when they've been like big games that aren't three o'clock on a Saturday yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you're right to point that bit out it was when they were already licensed and on Sky like they were kind of like yeah scheduled to be on television anyway so it just come under the sort of like normal 
live watching yeah. football corner rules, I'd assume. Yeah. Uh, but there's lot there's lot I mean it'd be good, but it's not really it's not really the club's decision, unfortunately, because I no. mean they're not daft. If they had the opportunity to make extra money yeah, on, on, on the away days, they'd they'd be giving it a crap, like. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, anyways, I'll I'll move on to the next one. I'll I'll give you a, a couple couple today. So this is coming from um so this is a an Instagram name that I can't really just say because it doesn't make sense. So it's D3NB0Y. So he, nice. he just uh, left the... <laughs> it's catchy, isn't it? He just, <laughs> left the, um, he, he just left the comment saying, um, improvement needed with the food in the Warwick. Not as good as it used to be and the queue is always massive. Um, bars to stay open after the matches. Um, so the club can keep the money uh, well, keep the money coming into the club instead of going to the pubs in town. Yeah, yeah, I heard, I did hear, I did hear something. Um, it was literally last night, actually, because obviously, as, as you lads know, um, I worked at Brunton Park last year, uh, and I've had, I've worked previously within the hospitality side of things as well, like in the horseshoe box bar and the container bars, yeah. like helping out and changing barrels. So I did, did quite a fair bit around. Um, apparently, from somebody that still works there, told me last night I went for a pint with him. Um, the idea is, well, the first the first thing that the Pataiaks want to do is pretty much that area behind the Warwick that the St. John's ambulances normally sort of like yeah. reside in yeah. is to find somewhere else where the St. John's ambulances can go and to put a third fan zone uh, behind the Warwick. Oh, right. So whether or not that third fan zone would come with um, different toilet facilities of its own uh, or, or anything like that, uh, would be a different story. Um, I, I think it's a little bit more complicated than what it sounds in the first place because of the entrances and exits that are going to be involved with having a ticket for the Warwick. There isn't ticket turnstiles around that side of the stadium. They've had problems with people trying to sneak in on that side of the Warwick in the past. Um, so it'll just be interesting. But apparently that is it is something that even, even the Pataiaks are aware of and somewhere that they want to invest in. But it is just a rumour because that is what somebody that works in the hospitality section at Brunton Park would probably tell their employees is that like, oh yeah, the Pataiks love us. They're going to get us a new hospitality area. You know, it's like, well, yeah. is that the first priority or not? We don't know, but apparently so. Apparently there's going to be a third fan zone. Be a good ambition to have. I think the fan zone that they've put in recently, that that's done pretty well um, from what I can gather. And it always seems like, fairly busy when I've been so it's it's a good idea I'd say yeah. but you'd have to try and make sure the away fans didn't get in it or maybe give them their own sort of little area um, yeah it's obviously maybe. on that side isn't it yeah, yeah, because like, there's not a lot you can do on the east stand but there is a lot of bars and facilities for the east stand already um, yeah. I mean sometimes you know it's just when you're away when you're the away team you just don't get the pick of it do you if anything it should be a pub in Carlisle somewhere smart enough to do what I mean, what was that pub that was like what messaging the be Justin Fear Not page on Facebook? And you know, they were rammed. They had like 400, 500 Carlisle fans in from nine o'clock in the morning till till kickoff. They made loads of money yeah. before even it got to Saturday night, they made loads of money. So there's something to be said for that. Like maybe I know Stony Home Golf Club, they try and get the Carlisle fans in, but they might be better off trying that little bit harder and getting the away fans in. Because then they're on that side of the stadium, and then you you've got no hassle, have you? you know, if the police open them gates for the allotments or whatever, you can walk. The away fans can walk straight in that way. They're never going. There's never going to be that conflict as much. Yeah, 
Yeah, so that basically concludes the ideas. I will mention one more thing because I got yeah. a, a message off. Um, if I can just get it up. So it's off um, an Instagram page called Stoppage Time Winner. And he basically um, sent me a message because he wants to kind of document the Carlisle fans' journey down to Exeter in January, because um, it's like one of, if not the biggest, um, kind of away trip this season in English football. So yeah, yeah if anyone anyone listening, um, get in touch with him. I can, I'll probably put it on my Instagram story at some point. But yeah, um, get in touch with him if you're planning on going. And um, yeah, he's he's wanting to make the trip down and kind of document it. Okay, okay. Well, give us give us the link on that, and I'll try and remember to put it in the description for this as well. What was the name yeah, of the page so again? Stoppage Time Winner. Stoppage Time Winner on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, okay. We'll give it a look up. Max, thank you very much uh, for no contributing. Problem. You're uh, you're you're always. Uh, I mean, it's it's it, it, it's an instant classic. This segment, Max. I have to say, it's taken the podcast by storm. I thought we'd never top guessing the player. Uh, but you know, the, you know these 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 amazing transformations in the podcast. It's absolutely fantastic. We keep growing legs and running in different directions, and I absolutely love it. Um, but I do have to apologise because it's just the one time I couldn't think of a rhyme. <laughs> gone with that did you <laughs> <laughs> right boys we'll move on to some Carlisle United related news and I'm going to be talking ex-blues news first uh, first up I'm talking about Mr Andy Cook Cookie to his friends round here uh, he scored for Bradford on the weekend but it wasn't enough uh, for his side to beat Omari Patrick's Sutton uh, in the end it was 2-1 to Sutton and Omari Patrick didn't actually leave the bench Things not going incredibly well for him since his move uh, to Sutton. Uh, in other news, Keith Millen somehow managed to appeal and get his touchline ban overturned. When you can clearly see he's he's, he's just tripped the player over, like it's not something you're allowed to do. So I don't know how he's managed to waggle that one. It didn't stop him from being able to put a stop to his terrible rut as interim manager at Gillingham. Uh, he suffered his second defeat out of three games and has now been subsequently replaced by a full-time manager as Liam mentioned a little bit earlier on and lastly in ex-Blues news Mr Jared Branthwaite who's always very close to our lips and our hearts here on the Blue Army podcast was named the man of the match for his performance against West Ham was Everton got themselves a clean sheet and beat West Ham by one goal to nil. He was also praised by Aaron Shearer on Match of the Day. And that, to add to the praise he's been getting from Jurgen Klopp the week previous, gentlemen, it does seem to be at the moment for Jared Branthwaite, the sky is the limit. But uh, we'll move on to a bit of lone watch. And I'm talking about the unfortunate misguided move, or at least that's the way it's looking at the moment, of Jaden Harris being loaned out to Eastleigh. Uh, he played his second successive start for Eastleigh, but was substituted after just 25 minutes as Eastleigh were 2 nil down within the first 20 minutes. He wasn't the first and only first half substitution to be made during the game, uh, but by none means it wasn't a very pretty sight for him to be substituted off after 25 minutes. In other law news, 
Kai Nugent and Max Killsby uh, got themselves onto or into Annan's starting lineup for their game against Edinburgh City. But unfortunately, neither man could stop Peter Murphy's Annan Athletic from falling to their fourth successive league defeat. They're finding things very tough after being promoted last season in the Scottish League. But we hope things do improve for them. Gentlemen, that's the end of the loan news and the ex-Blues news. It's time to hear what's been happening in the takeover tale. And uh, it's Halloween time, uh, so the tale has continued. But don't worry, lads, it's not a fright fest. Things seem to be going in a very positive direction. Uh, There was a tweet from the Sports Castle England group, which is with a Pataic sort of, European-based business that they've had to set up to sort of put the funds into to sort this merger out because, well, basically it's it's tax evasion. But like, I won't get into the details of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but basically, things seem to be going a lot better uh, for the takeover, and they've said to Carlisle United fans that you will not want to miss. Carlisle United's next home game, or sorry, last home game of November, the 25th of November uh, against Charlton Athletic, as there is going to be history made that day. Uh, That tweet coming from the Pataiks family, uh, these big hints, lads, it's very, very exciting times. Uh, We've spoken about the the potential investment and where it can go. Obviously, we have a laugh and we we talk about Max, your million dollar ideas and and sort of like what the sky's the limit can be. But like legitimately thinking if the money can come across the line and the takeover goes through on the 25th of November, Liam, What's the first priority when that deal goes through for you? Um, well, I mean, people start to think about um, January and the January transfer window, but for me, it has to be um, bringing back the cheeseburger at the Pioneer stand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for me, that's that would be my first priority, especially with being American and they're an American, you know, delicacy, the cheeseburger. That's that, that, <laughs> that, in, my, in my opinion, that's that, that would be the first thing I would do. <laughs> Liam started the campaign early for the bringing back the double XL bacon cheeseburgers over there at the uh, <laughs> at the East End. That might be quite fun. Max, is it important for Carl United fans to try and keep their feet on the ground a little bit? Though uh, we're not going to be getting crazy groundbreaking amounts of investment. Um, I myself have said very recently on uh, on CFM that um, I believe that with this investment, Carly United have only really gone from having the budget of uh, a low a low League One slash Middle League Two side to having the budget of an average League One side. So we're still going to have a lot of the same difficulties we've always had, don't you think? Yeah, we probably will, but it'll definitely be much better problems to have than we've had in the past. Um, it won't just be the sort of player budget, though. That'll, that's just a sort of small part of it, I think. Um, the training ground is pretty abysmal really for this level um you know the hospitality always gets mentioned uh by us obviously we'll we will be debt free eventually as well which is um you know massively important especially for you know a club like Carlisle's size so um yeah i think you you shouldn't really just be focused on um players transfers and and, and things like that um it's going to be beneficial like in many different ways i think um, but it's hard to not get excited about, obviously, because, I mean, I don't know how long the current owners have been there, but it's been a, it's obviously been a, a while. So, 
you can't blame people for getting excited. I'm definitely getting excited myself. Yeah, no, I wouldn't blame people for getting excited. I just, I just want people to, you know, try and keep their expectations. Keep within... your feet on the ground, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. But there's, there's obviously going to be improvements made, and that's going to be fantastic. I just hope that people don't sort of expect the world, and we're going to be doing yeah. crazy money for like Paul Mullen esque sort of moves and yeah. things like that. <laughs> that are just like not characteristic. I think there's still very much a, a club ethos that the Pataiks have bought into with Paul Simpson and they're going to grow the team almost in his vision, potentially. And that's bringing through young players, potentially players that like playing around Cumbria and like playing up north of a track record or a homegrown uh, sort of players. And, you know, that's that seems to be the ethos and that seems to be something that uh, you can get behind without wasting millions on, basically, is is to improve the the, the the methodology behind growing the talent behind the team. Um, anyway, lads, and we'll move on to the last little bit of news, and it's injury news. Uh, we're going to be boosted this weekend with uh, the duo returning back from injury of Paul Huntington and Dylan McGuick, uh, or McGooch, as I like to call him. Um, they're, they're coming back from injury and they're going to be in contention uh, for Carlisle United's game this weekend in the FA Cup against Lake Norient. So um, it's going to be interesting to see See after a poor game on the weekend, if uh, Paul Simpson is going to be making some big changes because he hasn't been typically making sweeping changes very recently. Uh, but we'll see how things go, lads. That's the end of the Carlisle United related news. And before we dive into the game with the longest name, we're going to have a quick word from a couple of our sponsors. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, gentlemen, it's time to play everybody's second favourite game. The game with the longest name. It's time for Carla United. Higher or lower game that also includes one equal now related to the stats on a certain year of FIFA. <laughs> Last week, we absolutely uh, annihilated and they managed to wrap things up within two episodes. I believe it was FIFA 19, the stats we were doing last week. And uh, lads, congratulations. Well done. I've had to make things a little bit harder. Okay, so what I've done is not not include it so it's a regular thing. You know, it's, it's still higher or lower, but somewhere at least once, well, only once within this squad, it's going to be equals. Okay? There's one of them in the squad. 
That's it's a little bit harder for you because you were finding it a little bit too easy. Now, lads, we all know how it works. <laughs> it's very much like Silla Black's old game. Uh, you're guessing higher or lower, but it's related to FIFA 14 this time, gentlemen. We're going back, back way, way, way back to FIFA 14. Um, and, lads, we're going to kick things off with Liam Noble, who has the stats... Of 58. Now, in order to decide who gets to go first, gentlemen, this week, I am going to rate you on your favourite England player. Off you go, Will. Liam, I mean. Favourite England player. (laughs) Uh... Sorry, that was was extra funny when it went through my head. (laughs) It's because you look a lot like Will. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Right, favorite England player, um, soon to be Jared Branford. There we go. That's my answer. Oh, he's tried. He's tried to get under me skin there, lad, hasn't he? Right. What have you got, Max? Uh, Jude Bellingham for me. Jude um, Bellingham. Am, yeah, Birmingham are my second team, so I'll always. He's always going to be my favorite. Have you seen? Have you seen the retiring the number twenty two shirt? Yeah, the, yeah, the, <laughs> dude, yeah. the Birmingham. Did you the Birmingham are retiring the twenty two shirt. Yeah. For Jude yeah. Bellingham. How many games did he play? Like 15? <laughs> no, he played like 40. Yeah, he played a lot of games. <laughs> and you've got to think that transfer saved the club financially as well. I think that's why they did it. Yeah, he's a hero, man. Yeah, they do He's a there. hero, absolutely. I still, wouldn't, I still wouldn't have done it, but yeah. <laughs> well, it's difficult to compete with a Cumbrian, uh, Max, so I'm sure it's no surprises that I'm going to have to give it to Liam. It doesn't really matter anyway. Uh, lads, we were playing Outlaw Rules because there's only two of you, so it's the last man standing. No, no, it's the uh, until everybody's dead. That's the rule uh, this time. So, uh, yeah, Liam, you're going first. Max, you're going second. It's time to play Carla United, higher or lower game. That also includes one equal now related to their stats on a certain year of FIFA, which this time is FIFA 14. Here we go, boys. <laughs> Liam Noble sits on the stats of 58. Liam, higher or lower than Liam Noble? Reese Brown. 58's quite low, so I'm going to say higher. You'd be correct, sir. Well done. Uh, we move on uh, to Mr. Jordan Pickford. Max, uh, higher or lower than Reese Brown, Jordan Pickford? I think Reese Brown. Um, if it's the if it's the Reese Brown I'm thinking of, was like quite a bit of a youngster then. Um, I'm gonna go higher for Jordan Pickford, even though he was a youngster as well. But I'll go higher. He was a number one keeper. Things haven't gone very well for you this week. I'm afraid, oh, Max, as you're God. out on your first attempt. Liam, don't worry. You get to carry on playing. We got to last too it. long with FIFA 14. Win it. Let's see how long you can last for, mate. Let's <laughs> pressure's on. Pressure's on now. <laughs> so from Jordan Pickford to Sean O'Hanlon. What a clue. <laughs> uh, I don't think Jordan Pickford would have been very high because he was like really young when he came. So I'm going to say higher. Well done, sir. You'd be correct. Well done. Well done. You're hanging in there. The next one on the list is James Barrett. James Barrett. Lower. You're going to say lower than Sean O'Hanlon for James Barrett. And you'd be wrong, I'm afraid, mate. No. That's the end. <laughs> Very swiftly, 
of this week's game uh, with the longest name. It's uh, it's always a pleasure to play, lads. But uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's going to be a long road ahead. Uh, we still haven't found our even Stevens equal. Uh, that's still very much in the field to be played. And uh, yeah, there's many twists and turns. But don't worry. Because Will's back next week. Will. Yeah, I think <laughs> Will's yeah, will help us a lot in this one. He will. Yeah. Will will help you a lot. Will will be able to help you a lot in this one. But lads, it's been an absolute pleasure to play everybody's second favourite game. The game with no name. I'm talking about Carlisle United. Higher or lower game. That also includes one equal now related to their stats on a certain year of FIFA. And this time it was... A FIFA 14. Right, boys, we'll move on to the match report. I mean, we've been having loads of fun, uh, so I'm hoping we're just going to sort of like cruise over this a little bit. But there is a lot of sticking points, unfortunately. Plenty of things happened. Two red cards and a bit of a numbnuts loss, unfortunately. Um, we'll go into the details of the goal and the performance as well for Carlisle United. But first, as I always do, I'm going to give you Carlisle's starting lineup for the past weekend's game, which this time was against Cambridge United. I'm talking about Thomas Holy in net, Ben Barkley, Sam Lavelle, John Mellish and Jack Armour across a back four. Callum Guy and Owen Moxon sitting in the base of a midfield two with Sean Maguire, Butterworth and Gibson ahead of them and apparently Joe Garner playing as a lone striker. Now, obviously, it's a fluid formation that Carla United have, so this could easily be a 4-3-3 as well. And, um, lads, Thomas Holy's keeping his position in nets. Uh, it's, it's controversial. Uh, a lot of people aren't quite sure what the step forward is, but, Liam, you made your mind up pretty much to say that once somebody's been installed in goals after the last match that you want to see them pretty much in um, until the end of the season. Is that still the case with Thomas Holy for you? Yeah, I just don't like change, to be honest. That, <laughs> that, 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 that's what it is. Keep keep Thomas in. I, I think, you know, they've both made a couple of mistakes, but, but yeah, and I'm talking about Anderson and, and Holy here. Uh, sorry to disregard Breeze so easily, but uh, but <laughs> I think I think most people would agree that Thomas Holy's been a bit more consistent. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't necessarily argue. Um, obviously, he did get the whole of last season under his belt, so he, he, he'll be better at communicating with the rest of the team. He knows where Simpson wants the ball to be played and distributed to. But Max, with the investment coming in or potential investment coming in, can we afford to wipe the board completely clean and go out into the market and look for somebody who's just a consistent step above? Um, yeah, obviously. It depends financially, but I think if the finances are in place to do that, then yeah, yeah, I would, I would do that. Um, obviously, it would depend on who's available because I'm not sure many teams would be willing to let the keeper go mid-season. Um, but it's, you know, Gregel have probably have looked at options um, all over the pitch, really. But yeah, Holy, I don't know if he's good enough for League One, um, but I think he's our best option at the minute. I'd say that's fair, yeah. I'd say that's fair. Uh, lads, the match itself uh, was very uncomfortable for Carlisle United. Uh, statistically, they were beaten, uh, as well as on the pitch, uh, very much so. But things did start pretty well for the Cumbrians. Uh, the ball uh, being raced forward by Jordan Gibson and then distributed into the box. They found Sean Maguire and it just didn't hit the back of the net again. Um, Maguire, lads... We can all imagine he's costing a pretty penny 
uh, on the books at Carlisle United. And like I've just said about the back of the pitch with the goalkeeper having that consistency, we've been consistent with Maguire. We've been playing him week in, week out. It's is it one goal in eleven now for Maguire when you when you're looking at cup competitions as well. Um, uh, is your patience starting to run out with him, Max? Um, not really. I think he brings more to the team than, you know, he's, I don't think his job is solely to be a goal scorer. I don't think he's ever, he's, I don't think he's ever been a consistent goal scorer in his career, really. Hmm. Um, but he's got that class that he's good at uh, sort of link-up play and things like that. Uh, whether we can afford to be paying that much for someone who doesn't, a striker who doesn't score um, as consistently as others, I don't know. Um, but if we can afford to keep him on, I think I think we should because you know he's a good he's a good player to have. I think. Would you keep would like even now after these performances? Would you be looking to extend the contract? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. That's a hard question, really. <laughs> um, it depends if we even stay in the league. Like if we stay in the league, he won't be coming back regardless. If if we get relegated, sorry, so. It just depends because with this takeover and stuff, it's a bit of a no one really knows what the situation's going to be um, with with money and all that. So it's a hard question. I don't, I don't think I'd be able to answer now, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. It's a difficult one, but it's an exciting time uh, for the club, obviously. And hopefully we're going to have more developments to talk about next week. There'll be a bit of a clearer path to know what exactly is going to be happening. Uh, but lads, the first half performance from Carlisle United, from all reports, was very dogged. Uh, both sides struggling to really uh, create any chances of quality. And it was really frustrating for both teams, basically, because, you know, as a Carlo United fan watching this match, you, you are very biased, but Cambridge are in a very similar position to Carlo United. Being the home team themselves, they would have expected to win this match. They were very much in a position where they would have expected to get the three points here. It's a very high-pressure game for Cambridge United as well. And in the first half, it looked like the nerves just kind of cancelled each other out and there wasn't a lot uh, happening in the first half. Unfortunately, though, in the second half, that's when Cambridge did start to dominate. Uh, Carlisle United had a few small chances going forward, but didn't really get too many shots off on goal and especially nothing of really any quality. Again, being able to hold possession but not necessarily being able to do anything with said possession. And unfortunately, after Cambridge were allowed to turn on the style a little bit, it came in the 73rd minute. It was a mistake, firstly, from John Mellish, unfortunately, whose clearance just found... Or, I mean, it was a pass. He was, he was trying to play through Jordan Gibson, but unfortunately, it, it was a very poor pass, cut out very quickly uh, from the full-back. Instantly, Carlisle have gone from uh, defend to attack to defend again, and the number eight, was just in heaps of space. Um, I think it was probably potentially Mellish's man, maybe, because he'd gone further outside the box. He was probably out of position and therefore unable to come back in and pick up his man, potentially. But, uh, yeah, it's a wide-open header. I don't think you can really blame the goalkeeper for it. Um, it's it's on his near post, so there might be something to be said there uh, for, for, for a man with such long reach to not be able to get down to that header unfortunately but lads it's a it's a poor goal to concede and um we don't really concede poor goals so far this season max uh, what would you say the main excuses for this one can you pretty much lumber it all on mellish's door 
Yeah, I mean, you could do. It's like, um, I think I just think there was a bad performance from everyone, really. So it'd be a bit harsh to sort of single Melish out. Um, I, I think it was just overall sort of. Do you know what, the worst part about it was like Cambridge looked rubbish. Like they didn't. Yeah. You thought these are, these are here for the taking sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, but we just didn't turn up at any point. So. You know, I'm sure Simo will have his sort of reasons or and things like that to work on, but just didn't turn up and Mellish included in that. Yeah, it was a disappointing result for Carlisle United. Uh, Liam, obviously, <laughs> things got worse after that goal. <laughs> uh, the first red card was awarded to Jack Armour and uh, apparently justified, even from Simo's comments. You can't see a lot in the highlights. Um, and, I, and, and I know you're a, a sort of a footballing journalist uh, in, in, in ambition uh, with your <laughs> YouTube channel. So I don't know if you've been able to do a bit more uh, detective work on the incident uh, on, on the two yellow cards for Jack Armour. Yeah, I, I think it is probably justified. If you, if you look back at it, he does pull his shirt back for the second yellow, but it's one of them ones where you see it not given a lot. Like it, by the rules, it is probably a yellow card, but it's one that you get seen given a lot as like even as just a foul. I think, I think a lot of the players can feel hard done by because it's two soft yellow cards that Jack Armour gets, but they're both probably yellow cards by the letter of the law, and I don't think they've got any hope in sort of rescinding them anyways. I don't think he can appeal a double yellow, but um, yeah, he he probably did um deserve it in the end. Yeah, and to add insult to injury, Alfie McCalmont was given an instant red card when his high boot met the chest of a Cambridge United uh, player. Max, Max, it's been said by Paul Simpson that this was not an act of malice at all. Um, But to be in a position where you're going to be making that kind of a mistake for somebody like McCalmont, it it does seem a bit out of character, wouldn't you say? Yeah, there's definitely no sort of... of, um intentions there to injure anyone it was just I don't think he even knew the guy was there really um and it's just it's just it's just unlucky it happens sometimes but um yeah it probably was a red um looking back on it but he's he, it's a it's, it's obviously harsh because I don't know if he's that's a three game ban isn't it so yeah it's definitely yeah it's definitely not what we need at the minute uh, especially considering there was no sort of in, intentions uh from from him so it seems it is harsh but yeah it's just one of them days where sort of nothing went right really yeah but there are going to be repercussions unfortunately those suspensions will lead to their positions on the pitch having to be filled in and uh, that's the one position or left back sorry with Jack Armour is the one position where Cali United fans are quite aware that we might not have the best cover uh, but do we believe that Jack Robinson can come in there and potentially do a job and maybe be able to stake a claim to that left-back position, Liam? Yeah, well, look, I think Jack Armour is as consistent as he's been over the years we've had him now. I, I don't think anyone would argue that these last few games have been his best run of form. Like, I think there has been a few sort of instances where he maybe could have done a little bit better for goals conceded. Uh, Jack Robinson, I think, is a good player. I think he's a little bit too attack-minded. I think he might be better as like a you know, a left midfielder kind of thing than, than a left back but if, if he does insist on playing his trade at left back then realistically is the only option we've got for a start so he will be starting this next game regardless I think Um, but yeah with Jack Armour not being in the best form if he goes in there and puts a man in the match performance in 
Paul Simpson is the kind of manager who will just keep him there for, for, for form's sake. Yeah, yeah, I can see that happening. Now, obviously, the midfield position, Max, is somewhere that we've been a little bit light on, especially after loaning Jaden Harris out to Eastleigh, and that's not going very good for his development at the moment either. Dylan McGeeck, though, as we spoke about earlier, is coming back from injury. The risk is always to rush somebody back from injury, but we were promised an experienced, calm, attacking central midfielder with a bit of culture and flair about him. Is that the answer at the moment for Carlisle United? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think we've, we haven't really got much of a choice at the minute. Um and um, he'll be sort of seeing it as an opportunity to sort of stake his claim on a first-team um, spot uh, in the starting eleven. And we haven't really seen anything of him, really. Um, you, unfortunately, he did get injured quite soon after arriving. So I'm excited, you know. It, it, there's a possibility that he's going to be like sort of first name on the team sheet if he plays a few more, if he plays a few good performances. So, yeah, I'm excited to see how he does. There'll be more uh, injury news coming very soon as JJ Coyote is also uh, rumoured to be coming back a little bit earlier than planned. Um, he's been able to join a little bit of light training, or at least in the gym it's been rumoured, or at least he's been spotted around uh, Brunton Park again recently after a bit of time off while he's been recovering from that injury. Uh, gentlemen, it's always difficult to give a man of the match after a, a poor performance. But uh, before we do that, we'll uh, we'll give the listeners a chance to give us their opinions on the game. Uh, Max, you put a, a message out on social media <laughs> and uh, you got a bit of reaction. Uh, we know yeah. that sometimes uh, after a Carlisle United defeat, the reaction can be a bit rude. <laughs> um, so I hope you haven't been receiving too much abuse. <laughs> I've just had to censor it a bit. I've just had to censor it a bit, but yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not aimed at you, is it? So at least no. To be fair, it's not aimed at me, and I probably would, <laughs> I had the same reaction myself. So, but anyways, um, so yeah, Macaulay got in touch, said not good enough at all. Hurley's kicking was poor. Um, Moxon is a passenger was a passenger yet again, and he needs to be dropped if we have enough fit midfielders to be able to do so. Um, Mellish was the Mellish was the only one who looked remotely asked. Um, so obviously with that, Moxon, you can't really drop him at this point, um, especially because Alfie um, got sent off. Yeah. So yeah, that's just one of them. Moxon's going to be playing even if he plays terribly at this point, isn't he? So yeah, I mean he's been dropped from set pieces. That's something else I wanted to yeah. sort of bring up as well. Yeah. Been dropped from set pieces. Simo came out in the press and sort of explained why it's to pretty yeah. much get him more focused on the game himself. Because as you've just mentioned, there he looks a little bit lost every now and yeah. again. Or as the as the person who sent that comment in said, he is starting to look a bit of a passenger uh, at the moment. Yeah. Um, Callum Guy. He's not a bad set piece taker. He's been there before. Um, yeah. Is is it a shot in the arm? Is this going to improve Owen Moxon's performance, or is it just going to like keep deteriorating if you if you're going to take these responsibilities off him? Do you think? I don't know. I mean, I think I don't know whether it's the contract situation off the pitch. Maybe he's distracting him a little bit. Um, he might have been, you know, he might be getting told things from his agent, like interest from elsewhere or something for a potential January move. I don't. You don't know what it, what the, what the situation is really, but yeah, I think Callum Guy's a good a good guy to have on a, 
a good guy to have on the set pieces. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no, um, yeah, I, I just hope he does improve his performance because he started the season really well, obviously with that free kick against Fleetwood. So I'm I'm sure it's just a sort of a dip, but hopefully he improves. Um, yeah. Anyway, Charlie said it was boring, and but we were unfortunate to lose. Don't necessarily agree with that one. Um, I think we did deserve to lose in the end. I think and the players just lost their head at the end, didn't they? Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, Jamie says, from what I heard on the radio, first half was decent, but second lacked any, lacked any bite at all. Need a proper goal scorer and better centre-mid options. So, we've obviously touched on that already. Um, heavily depending on what resources are available in January. And... Um, if any sort of free agents, um, you know, Greg wants to bring any free agents in. Um, I was hoping that was going to happen when Jaden Harris went out on loan, but we haven't heard anything, obviously, so we'll have to wait and see on that one. And then Ellie, who, thanks to Ellie, who, who's um, often featured on the podcast, she's um, messaged in probably the last two or three times, said, um, don't think we were too bad, but it shows if we let them Getting the weak gaps of us, then they can score. Unlucky game, to be honest. Yeah, that was all the reactions I got. It's quite varied, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, there seems to be a bit of sympathy out there, at least. Uh, Liam, did you did you manage to garner anything from your from your YouTube comments this week? Uh, yeah, I've got um pretty much the same stuff from that. I didn't get any opposition fans this week, but there is um one comment um that I got from two different people. And that's David Pearson and John Routledge, who both have said to try putting Mellish back in the midfield and put Huntington in the back four. Yeah. Which for me, I, 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 I think the centre-back partnership You're gonna is talk one of about the, the only thing again. that's working. Yeah, because oh, he's fast enough to be able to cover the ground so he can play 4-4-2. Four, four, well, yeah. It's a tried and tested method is the old war horse and, and, and the young Springbok. And you know it works up <laughs> Who, front and it works at the back as works, well. Who's Sam Lavelle, player? Sam Lavelle, Sam Lavelle's twenty six. Yards in. He's not. A, he's not a young centre back. Well, Mel, you know, it, it might have to be Barkley then or Wheels. <laughs> None of them are young. <laughs> They're all 25, 26. <laughs> That's young um, <laughs> compared to us. <laughs> Ten years. To you, maybe. <laughs> but but I, I just think that the centre back partnership is one of the only things that is working at the minute. Like I think. The last few matches, them two have been our best players in Mellish and Lavelle at the back. Mm. So I, I think it'd be it'd be stupid to now um, take Mellish, Mellish and put him in the midfield because it would just disrupt a really good centre-back partnership that's building. Fair, fair, fair. Thanks very much for yeah. your comments, everybody out there. Uh, it's always appreciated. Lads, it's difficult to give a Foxy's feature man of the match. Uh, but, uh, I mean, if you want to give it a go, by all means, give it a go. Max, do you want to try and jump in first? Um, no, no, I don't really have one, to be honest. I, I was gutted with the game. And, yeah. No, I'm not giving one. No, nah, not happening. His arms are crossed and he's sticking his tongue out. Uh, Liam? <laughs> Uh yeah, I I think I'm in the same boat. Maybe maybe Sam Lavelle, but um yeah no, I'm not even giving it to him. Um yeah, no one. 
No one. No one. Fair enough. I, I mean, if, if your if your two expertise aren't willing to give a man of the match, then uh, I'm going to stand with you in allegiance. Uh, so yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. No man of the matches this week, at least. Um, it's time to predict, gentlemen. It's time to predict what's happening next weekend. Uh, it's Carlisle United's trip in the FA Cup down to London to visit Leighton Orient. Uh, it's the FA Cup, like I've just said. Is it a nice distraction? Will it be a nice distraction? We'll be able to sort of like try something different and freshen things up. And I don't know. I hope so. I hope that we're going to be able to sort of like get an uplift, uh, a boost out of this. Uh, maybe Lit Orient might be distracted by the league more uh, than we are and might be sort of like wanting mm-hmm. to rest more players than we're willing to rest and therefore it might tip the scale further into Carlisle's uh, favour. So I'd like to say 2-1 to Carlisle. Uh, Liam? Um, I, Christ, I don't even know. Um, I, I feel awful predicting a defeat, so I'm not going to do it. Um, a replay is still a thing? Can we have a replay or does it go straight to penalties? I think we'll win. I think we'll win 1-0 then, yeah. 1-0? One 1-0's nil. One fair, Max. Um, I want us to win. I don't think we will, but I'll I, I kind of agree with Liam, and um, I don't like predicting losses, so I'll just say two nil. Two nil, two nil. All right, fair enough, lads. We're all at least leaving it in a positive manner this week. And uh, before we fully move on and wrap things up, it's time to play everybody's favorite game. Yeah. Love this tune. Love this tune. Right, boys. Uh, this week it's uh, it's oh, it's the, the turn player. of uh, me and guess Max and Liam. You're going to be the clue guy uh, this week. Uh, so once again, uh, I have the opportunity to upset the odds and claw myself up the table slightly. But the odds are stacked against me. Not only is Max tied top of the league after Liam smashed it last week and answered it on the first clue, therefore claiming three points and tying with Max at the top of the league on five points currently. But Max is also the home team this week, so he'll also get the first opportunity to have a guest just like Liam did last week when he stole the three points uh, from my grasp to you buggers. Um, But yeah, lads... (laughs) Uh, it's it's always difficult when you're when when you're uh, bottom of the league, but the caveat that comes with that is uh, there isn't a lot of expectation. So uh, yeah, you know I'm relaxed. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling positive, and all the pressure is on Max's shoulder to have to live up to the hype and expectation. But uh, no, I'm only assuming Max. How do you actually feel? Yeah, I think like the pressure is on me. To be fair, <laughs> I liked it. I, I'm liking it at top of the league, so I want to stay there. <laughs> Sounds good, but Liam, you're the uh, you're the clue guide uh, this week, mate. And uh, yeah, so there isn't really anything else left for me to do apart from hand over to you uh, for guessing the player. As I said, Max, you're the home team this week, so you'll be going first. Liam, it's time to give us the first clue. Right. Okay. Um, this one this week is uh, I, I can't decide whether it's too easy or too difficult so we'll just see how this one goes um, <laughs> uh, first clue kind of two clues in one but um, this player while at Carlisle was 
called up to the Scottish national team, but couldn't replace the first choice Scottish keeper. Oh. Um, I'm just trying to think of Scottish keepers who've <laughs> played for us. That's a good clue. Um, Thank you. I'm, go- I'm going to go with um, Mark Howard. No, no. Don't even know if he's Scottish. He, he's very much English. But <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of a Scotchman. <laughs> And whilst it, whilst he was at Carlisle, this whilst happened. he was at Carlisle, this happened. Um, a Scotsman who was good enough to be called up to the full Scottish international side. Was it the full, not the other twenty ones? No, it was the full, the full, like the full squad. I'm trying to think, never made an appearance though. Just, just any just, Scotsman just that might up. have been good enough, and I'm gonna have to hurry up and just go with. Um, don't know. No way was he Scottish. Um, go with somebody who's actually Scottish. Say, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's that? Jason Kennedy? No, he wasn't Scottish, was he? He wasn't a no. keeper. No, no, it's not. I mean, I'd, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I mean, I'll explain later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a quite a relevant clue after that little slip up there. <laughs> this... Oh, outfield appearances due to an injury crisis. So you do that again? I glitched out. Can you repeat so... the question? Oh, yeah, sorry. I think that was my internet there. Sure. This player, while at Carlisle, despite being a goalkeeper, made two outfield appearances due to an injury crisis. Ah, oh, fuck's sake. What the hell? <laughs> oh god. Who is this guy? Um I told you that it wouldn't be a game. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um two outfield appearances despite being a Um I'm gonna go with um no idea. Kieran Westwood. No, no, not Kieran Westwood. Two outfield appearances. See, the only Carlisle United goalkeeper that I can definitely sort of say definitely made two outfield appearances for Carlisle is Jimmy Glass. No, no. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he played in nets, Jimmy Glass. Um, he was just he decided Sunday to play out as an outfielder. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, maybe, like, maybe, I don't know, like, he played Sunday League out. No, that makes no sense, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Glass would be a good one to uh, pick actually for guessing the play mm. if you just okay. avoided the glare I think you're back in the room <laughs> I'm back I'm back okay last oh, clue and this one might, might be. spoil it this player is Carlisle's record all time appearance holder Oh my god! This is gonna just expose my sort of Carlisle knowledge here. Um, <laughs> think. 
Um, people are probably like shouting at the uh, speaker or whatever. Now. <laughs> I think I'm have to write it down before I forget because I'm getting excited. Um, is it Jim McDonald? Is it who? Sorry. Jim McDonald? No, not 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 McDonald. Come on, lads. Um, I'm gonna maybe. I think it might be Adam Collins. No, no, ah. no. Come on, boys. This, I mean, admittedly, it was probably before all our times, but um, ah, no, you did a proper after... throwback. <laughs> there's a bar oh, named after in Fulton Park. Uh... Um, it's it's Alan Ross, first division shot stopper. I, to be honest with you, I. I was reading about him at the library and I thought it would be a good one, but uh, it would be. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I, I thought you should have gotten that. that really. Well, like, I thought the reason they couldn't get called up to the Scottish international squad is because they weren't a goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? So that's why they couldn't call them up, right? Because <laughs> you've got to have a certain amount of goalkeepers. Oh, amount right. There, but it was okay. like some rubbish like that, maybe. Um, no, yeah, that's why I went for that one. Um, and then the second one, I guess I just wasn't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I wouldn't have got that anywhere in a million years. No chance. <laughs> I just made that. For, I just made that guy up on my on my last one. Just open it. Just say a random Scottish sounding name and hopefully. Right. I was thinking I don't Literally know who that is. Someone up. <laughs> <laughs> this one that doesn't exist. I was trying to think like Adam Collins obviously he had two stints as well so I was like oh maybe because he had two stints he might have played another yeah. game or something I know the first stint yeah. was longer than the second one as well but I well done well done Liam well done you've managed to bamboozle everybody um, and, and really <laughs> stretch the parameters of guessing the player uh, so I feel to, like I've stiffed you all a little bit here but uh... well I mean like we, we, I've always I've always played with the handicap of the after of been playing while you were a conscious being <laughs> <laughs> I thought because the bar was there that people would know who he was yeah yeah maybe yeah maybe people would know the name but not necessarily like the stats <laughs> but uh, no, no, well done, well done, lads. It, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's ended on a bit of a shitter, uh, but there isn't really <laughs> anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now. Bye for now. Bye for now. Sport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 
24 7 365 days of the year let's all take a moment to talk more than football away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com this podcast is proud to be part of the talk sport fan network talk sport powered by fans